Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I should be on vacation, but it seems like the world may need me right now. So I'm heading off the beach and over to Sunbury Motors Hyundai for Christmas and July savings on all new Hyundais. If you're looking for an SUV, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has over 70 SUVs on sale until July 31st. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 28 Hyundai Konas in stock with $34.97 off starting at $18,583. If a Hyundai Tucson is on your wish list, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 22 in stock. Starting at $23,343 and qualifies for 0% for 72 months. Remember, all new Hyundais come with America's best warranty 10 years, 100,000 mile powertrain, and 5 years, 60,000 mile base warranty. Moving up in size is the Hyundai Santa Fe with 0% for 72 months plus a $1,950 discount. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 20 in stock starting at $27,552. Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. <laughs> Hey, pal, where can I get a decent drink around here? Hey, I recognize you guys. The Rat Pack is back, man. Kukukachu. Yeah, we couldn't get a pass out of heaven, so we did it my way. We ducked out when nobody was looking. They can't make a proper cocktail up there. You guys are in luck. BJ's not only makes terrific mixed drinks, you can take them back with you. BJ's M Street Tavern presents Spirits to Go. Enjoy your favorite BJ's mixed drinks for takeout. From pina coladas and frozen strawberry daiquiris to rum and coke and our famous orange creamsicle made with Bacardi rum and ice cream. Get them to go and share with your friends. These libations are out of this world, man. The chairman of the board approves. Is this heaven? No, it's BJ's. Spirits to go from BJ's must be 21 years or older to purchase. Obey all state laws and restrictions. A friendly reminder from BJ's in Sealands Grove and Danville. Oh boy, we all thought this was going away. You know what I'm talking about. It's all we're talking about. COVID-19 has disrupted our lives for more than six months now. Everything is being canceled. Festivals, concerts, fun runs, they're all gone. It's like we've been frozen in time, just waiting for this to end. Unfortunately, while we wait for time to thaw, our older relatives haven't been able to stop getting older. Maybe mom and dad or the grandparents aren't getting around as well as they used to. Can they continue living in their home? Can they afford to find another safer place to live? Do they even want to? I'm Art Thomas, president of Diversified Construction. Bathroom modifications, outside ramps and vertical platform lifts, stair glides and door widenings are some of the construction services we provide. Our certified aging in place specialist can meet with your family to discuss viable economical projects to keep people living where they want to be. Don't wait for a crisis situation. Diversified Construction can help keep you safe at home. Visit our website, check out our Facebook page, and call us today for a free site visit and consultation. Diversified Construction, proud to be the consumer's choice. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, first street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q is 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Sunbury Motors Hyundai Christmas in July sale. Huh? Between now and Friday, you can set yourself up pretty good. Remember, Hyundai has America's best warranty. 
Well, it's Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Busy show today. Uh, Mike Gross is going to join us at uh, 335. Nate Bauer at 406. Tom Deanhart at 435. Tomorrow, Dennis Dodd is on the show. Busy. All right. uh, Let's get to the news of the day. We'll start with that. Has anybody been into the corner office, by the way, this week? Or Not physically, but I've seen them. I can't You've speak to everybody him. else. Well, yeah, but they're all trying to avoid them, so I mean, it's... <laughs> uh, Penn State uh, released, as we said, the latest testing results. And uh, among the student-athletes, there are eight positives. So far, they've done 466 tests, eight positives at that point. Um, And that was released today. That doesn't mean that they paused here because they haven't. It kept going. Um, Iowa basketball pause. They had two players test positive, so they're going to pause for 14 days. But it's July, so Iowa basketball is going to pause for 14 days. Okay. Uh, Which is... Nobody else has, though, besides that. Um, So that's the one part. Now, we knew there would be at least one because it's been reported there was one. So we knew that, so there were seven more than just the one. And... So that's the story here with that. Uh, Number two, uh, the Phillies for a second straight day tested negative as a team. So what they're going to do is they're going to keep testing them. And the Toronto game on Friday has been postponed. I I think they just want to be cautious and buy everybody just a little bit more time just to make sure. So the Philly, the earliest the Phillies will play will be Saturday. Now, keep in mind, too, they're also the road team when they play this. Everywhere else, it's... There's one more Marlin tested positive, by the way. Everywhere else has been... Okay. So that's what we have so far um, with all that. Um, Ohio State has said has sent in a letter that hey look, um, if you know if we move forward with fans, we're going to do it at twenty percent. 
Evidently, the governor of the state, Mike DeWine, was not aware of that. And that's the way it is. Ohio State's not going to allow tailgating. Now, Penn State has... I believe did send out to season ticket holders another survey. Um, and fans have between now and Sunday, I guess, to get it back. Um, you know, and a lot of it deals with the social distancing, number of games you'd like to attend, whether you donate students, you donate tickets for a student-only game. Uh, you know, what about health protocols what about sanitizing all that um, but they're trying you, know, you know how far do you travel would you attend a game in December would you attend a game in the spring you know things like that they're just trying to get a feel for everybody as to what they're doing keep in mind Oklahoma moving to week zero means that Oklahoma will transition dramatically from walkthroughs to training camp on Friday. The Big 12 will be holding media day virtually on Monday. So the Big 12 is pushing forward with all of this. The Big 12 is pushing forward with all of this. So they'll be the first one to have a media day. Also, I got to bring up something. I want. I, I, sh- I need to get to this. Um. Because one of our listeners, very thoughtful. Um. George Kovach. Find George here. I had brought up, you know, why does Penn State play Iowa every year? And George sent in an email, and it's my apology, George, because you sent this email in to me originally right after the 4th of July, and then you resent it today. And I was like, okay, let, let's, uh, I'll get into this, because when a listener takes that kind of time and that kind of effort, uh, it was never my intention to bypass it, but so many things have happened. So I don't want to bypass it here. We're going to talk to Tom Deanhart coming up um, at 435 today. Tom has been as plugged in as anybody to what the Big Ten is doing. The next athletic director virtual meeting is actually tomorrow for the Big Ten. It's not an emergency meeting. I know every everybody in the media portrays everything as an emergency meeting these days. Monday, Major League Baseball, emergency owners meeting. No, it's the regular scheduled one. They just have different stuff to talk about this time. Uh, Big Ten athletic directors during this have been meeting on Thursdays. On Thursday mornings, so it's regularly scheduled. And I brought up, you know, Penn State playing Iowa because it turned out um, when Dan Radakovich passed away, Jack Ham went to the wake. 
And ironically, Kirk Ferentz showed up at the wake. And, and Kirk Ferentz is a Western PA guy. So Jack and Kirk got, were chit-chatting, and Jack asked, because Jack's asked me this before, too. He said, why does Penn State play Iowa every year? So he thought he'd ask Kirk, and Kirk said to him, he said, look, if you have that answer, he said, tell me, I don't know. So I brought that up on the show, and George Kovach sent me a chart. And on the chart, obviously everybody in the East you play every year. And he's going back in the long history as to who played when, you know, because the one team, Nashville, there's only one school Penn State's played every year since entering the Big Ten, and that's Ohio State. They're the only one, and I've, I've said that before, so seeing this chart, I already knew that. I've lived it. <laughs> uh, so he's got the he has the Big Ten schedule through twenty twenty five, and so far Penn State's played Minnesota twice, home in sixteen, which jump started everything for Penn State, and then of course last year's tough loss out there. The next time they play Minnesota will be in Beaver Stadium in twenty twenty two, and then out at the bank. In 2025. That's it. Wisconsin. Obviously, they play Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game. That doesn't count in the schedule. They will. Uh, they played Wisconsin a year ago in Beaver Stadium. They will open the 2021 season at Camp Randall, then go back to Camp Randall in 2024. Purdue. Now, this doesn't include what's going to happen this season. Purdue. They played out there in 2016. It would happen to be the game after Ohio State. Saquon Barkley had a huge game. Brandon Smith started the second half with a big interception that really just took that game in a different turn. Then they played Purdue at home last year at Beaver Stadium. They play at Purdue in 2022. In fact, I think that's the opener of the season. Then they're at home at Beaver Stadium in 2025 with Purdue. Northwestern. Uh... And they played Northwestern at Beaver Stadium in 14, hit the road and played them in 15, hit the road and played them in 17, beat them there. And then they have them right now, September 26th in Beaver Stadium, and then go back out to Ryan Field in Evanston in 2023. Nebraska. Obviously, they played Nebraska, obviously, early on in this because they were the designated um, crossover game. So they played them 11, 12, and 13. Played 11 in Beaver Stadium, played 12 out there, played 13 in Beaver Stadium. Uh, Penn State then, of course, put a 50 spot on them in 2017. They play at Lincoln in November on the current schedule. And then they're not back in Beaver State until 2024. Illinois. They played Illinois a lot, and they're going to play Illinois a lot. At Illinois in 14. Of course, they played there in 12, too. Um, 15 at home. Then played them again in that Friday night game in 18, where they had the big second half. Illinois is here in Beaver Stadium next year in 21. They're back here in Beaver Stadium again in 22. They're at Illinois in 23. 
They're home with Illinois Beaver Stadium in 24, and they're at Illinois in 25. So they essentially take Iowa's spot for a while. Then there's Iowa. You're saying, geez, it play, feels like they play Iowa every year. That's because they do. <laughs> home with Iowa in 16. At Iowa, one in the last play in 17. Home with Iowa in 18. Went out there, won a tight game last year. They're on the schedule again this year, and Penn State is out there again in 21. In 22, they don't play. Then Penn State is home with Iowa in Beaver Stadium at 23 and don't play in 24 or 25. Illinois will take that year-in and year-out spot, which is a six-year run. And that's what they do. They, they pick a school that's like a six-year run. Illinois gets the six-year run starting in 21. So, George, thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. And if you're wondering how they schedule, I think that's about how it goes. Uh, I think with Iowa, what they did was they picked someone that's had a similar run to you to start this out over the last 20 years. And for Iowa, Iowa and Penn State had pretty similar runs in that's why they scheduled them year in and year out it's almost like what they were doing with leaders and legends you know why did Penn State have Nebraska uh, as the crossover game they picked a crossover game because of how similar your records were over a 20 year period and I got that from Mark Rudner so that's who's it in in the upper echelon of the Big Ten and Mark's just one of the great guys out there so that is, uh, in terms of the scheduling down the road, that's what it looks like. So that's where that is. Uh, but again, all the Phillies, by the way, second straight day, negative. That's good. A Matt being a Yankees fan has been negative about the Phillies for years, so that matches up. <laughs> I don't hate the Phillies. I have no animosity toward any of the Pennsylvania baseball teams. Because they're no threat to your kingdom. Basically, no. <laughs> oh, that's just the worst. Oh. Well, it, in terms of they, they're, they're in separate leagues, and then the only time they gotta, they'll got be a big threat is in they play in the World Series, and then we go our separate ways like we did in 09, and that's okay. I wasn't alive for the 1960 World Series. Here's a question for everybody. When the World Series was played last year in Washington for Game 5, is that the last time we're ever going to see a pitcher hit? As in, like, got a hit? No, I... Pitcher at the plate, hitting. Is that the last time that, that, that we're ever going to oh, see in a yeah, major okay. league baseball game a pitcher hit? I uh, sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, uh, it could be. I, I think it will be. I mean, I, I really look. I know you hang around the suit once in a while, <laughs> but catch on. <laughs> Oops. Just kidding. Just kidding. 
Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And don't forget the Hyundai Christmas in July sale at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new product lines, great pre-owned inventory as well. It's also time for the Sunbury Motors Christmas in July Hyundai sale, all at Sunbury Motors Hyundai, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 19, 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. With that, we go to Lancaster and bring in our good friend Mike Gross. Mike, I hope you and yours are safe and sound. It's great to hear you again. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me on the show. I uh, I hope you're uh, safe too. Yeah, we're doing well. Everybody's fine. That's All good. good. That's good. Okay, so I want to start with uh, you. Put some interesting stuff out about the PAAA. Uh, now they say they want to keep pushing forward, but what are some of the potential options you've heard about that could be considered? Well, they 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 are uh, they are at the. They are at the—I mer- don't want to say at the mercy, but they, it's going to be decided by the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. It's not going to be decided by the PIAA. Now, what's happening right now, Steve? Is in fact, I'm monitoring this as we're speaking. Is the board of directors of the PIAA is meeting right now via Zoom, and I'm I'm kind of watching it. And uh, they have already uh, taken a couple of things from their. They they have a uh, sports medicine uh, advisory committee. They've already taken a report from those folks. And what they have said is that as far as they're concerned, uh, fall sports can start on schedule as long as all the safety considerations are met and as long as all the participants meet all the guidelines for safety. And beyond that, um, uh, also um, they said that uh, if there is a positive test on a team, um, It'll be a 14-day quarantine, which which we've heard that a lot in a college context too. Uh, so that's where we are, and um, you know we'll see we'll see what happens next. So it'd be a 14-day quarantine for the entire team, or just the individuals that have been traced to that that person? No, it would be for the entire team. It would be similar to what Michigan State and Rutgers have done. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, so that's what they're talking about. But in the end, you're saying it's the Department of Health and the governor that could actually make the decision for them. Yeah, and not only that, but even if they okay it, I believe that it will ultimately be up to individual school districts. I believe individual school districts and school boards will be able to say, we're not comfortable with this. We don't want to do it. Um, and I, I can I, tell you right now, in State College, you do have a group of parents that are not comfortable with this. And there's a group of parents here in State College that are saying, I'm fine, let's go. Uh, so you're, you're going to have those two factions butting heads on this if it does go in that direction. That's exactly right. You're going to have, I imagine, you're going to have some very contentious school board meetings. 
that will be <laughs> that will be much more uh, uh, heavily attended than school board meetings normally are. I, I think that's uh, that's the future of this. And there is also a possibility, and I think this might have been what you were kind of alluding to earlier. There is also a possibility of moving the, some of the fall sports to yeah. the spring under kind of a different model, which would be. Uh, a, a some sort of modified football season, maybe in maybe in March and April, and then actual the, the regular spring sports, baseball and track, etc., in uh, May and June. That's the model that they favor if they have to go that direction. But I know that Bob Lombardi, who is the executive director of the PIAA, does not want to go that does not want to go that route. But if that's if they have to move to spring, that's the sort of model that they would go with. Okay. Uh, I know in Center County, they have one day of a spike, but for the most part, the numbers here have been translating between two to seven cases a day. Today was five. Lancaster's a much greater population, many, many more cases. Has it leveled out in Lancaster County? It has leveled out in, it, it has leveled out in Lancaster County. I mean, I, I may, I'm not speaking about, you know, on a daily basis. But generally speaking, it, it is it is leveled out uh, in Lancaster County for a long time. I actually live in Lebanon County, which is which okay. is uh, actually north and a little bit west of Lancaster County. And for a long time, Lancaster County was kind of with Philadelphia. They were in that red phase. Remember the red, green, and yellow yep. thing? And uh, they were in that red phase for a long time. And then they kind of they kind of caught up to some of the other regions of the state. Uh, it, it's leveled off, but but. The, the numbers in, in the numbers overall in Pennsylvania are, are not great. They're not nearly as bad as some parts of the country, which we are. We've all heard about that in the news, but they're not great. They're not great. No, they, and primarily again, it continues to be Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, right? Uh, primarily, yeah. primarily. Yeah, and and, uh, and yeah. that is, and we are finding. I'll tell you something really interesting about this, Steve. Like I again, I live in Lebanon County, and even even within our little Lebanon County area here. There's huge difference between the urban area and the suburban or the rural. There's a huge difference in not only the numbers but the rate of positive tests and 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 so forth. Um, uh, one thing that I think we can say from a positive standpoint is that there was a fear at the beginning of this thing of the healthcare system being overrun. That hasn't right. happened. That, that that really hasn't happened. And my, my wife is is uh, is a nurse who works in a hospital. She's she's uh, kind of been on the front lines of this thing, and and yeah. and uh, they've been able to keep it at bay at least as far as having enough people and having enough resources and equipment and stuff to 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 keep up with it. Uh, I'm not saying it's great, but the healthcare system has not been overrun, which is a good thing. In fact, where your wife works, do they now are they now doing elective surgeries? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I, my under- and right for a while, ahead, um, uh, for a while there was uh, talk of creating two different ICUs in her hospital, one just for COVID patients, one for not. Uh, uh, there was a. I mean, they were talking about big, big changes to their whole physical operation addition to their staff and everything and they were using they were using the ventilators they had they had their hands on ventilators and, and were able to, to to train people to use them and use them but uh they stayed ahead of it and what what was kind of feared for my wife's own work what, what her own work day was going to be like has not really quite happened 
Okay. Yeah, because my understanding was, let's uh, take Texas, for example. You're talking about Houston. Supposedly yeah. 80% of the hospital capacity down there was actually elective surgeries because, you know, people had waited. They were told yeah. to wait. Uh, yeah. And now here in Center County, uh, my understanding is Mount Nittany Medical Center has two COVID patients here that are hospitalized. Mm. So that that's good news. That is uh, good news, yeah. Now, now, the student population has grown a little bit in the summertime. And, of course, you and I both know that we're a little bit more than three weeks away from it really growing, and that's where <laughs> it all will come in. Yeah. Uh, Thoughts on where we are with college football right now. Uh, the Big Ten has not announced a revised schedule yet. I know the athletic directors are scheduled. Their weekly meeting is tomorrow morning anyway. Uh, you see Oklahoma moving up to week zero to play Missouri yeah. State. I did. They'll probably I, uh, be uh, Yep, there'll probably be others that move up. But see, what happens with Oklahoma, Mike, is that that also means the next week is a bye week because they moved up. In other words, let's oh, okay. let's see. Is it better? <laughs> These are really hard questions. They're all guesses. <laughs> is it is it better to find out early, or is it better to have the NFL play first and find out from them? Is it? Mm, boy, that's a good question. Yeah. See, I, I I think that the NFL. I think the I, the pro model is. I mean, you don't need me to tell you this, but the pro model is so different. From, from the collegiate model, I mean, they have a players' association. They have their players have a huge financial stake in it. Exactly. Um, yep. I, I'm, I'm surprised how many NFL players have already opted out, including I think six members of the New England Patriots uh, uh, right. that we've heard about. It's a much different model. It's probably it, it's probably it would probably be better for the pros to do it first. But I mean, you know, that's not that's not how exactly how it's going to be. I don't think. Um, I'm very dubious about college football, Steve. I, I think it's there are so many hurdles there. I mean, they, the most obvious, and, and, and I think the biggest one, is what happened with Michigan State and Rutgers. What if that happens during the season? Right. I mean, which, we, every, which we just saw with the Miami Marlins. Does everybody that Michigan State played against quarantine? Does everybody that everybody Michigan State played against played against quarantine? I don't know. Well, notice that, for example, the Phillies in a different sport, uh, with but they also have protocols. The Phillies, the, the earliest they're going to play is Saturday, even though they're testing negative for two straight days. The earliest they're because they're, I think they've already postponed Friday's game, uh, just to be I think cautious. That's correct, yeah, uh, but that's just to be cautious. But they're trying to be cautious. Yeah, well, understandably, they're trying to be cautious. I I, I think baseball. And it's easy for me to say this now. I almost regret. I almost am leery about saying it because it's. I should have been saying it a week ago. But I mean, it seems to me that baseball could have done something like what the NBA is doing with a bubble. They could have done. They could have done something like that. I think that's kind of workable for baseball. Um, but but instead, they're in their hometowns. They're going home at night. They're tra- they're traveling uh, back and forth uh, uh, to home sites um, uh, and and. You know, now I, I saw something today, and I've just thrown it out there. I have no idea how well sourced this is or reported is, but supposedly the the, the uh, Miami Marlins went out the night before all these positive. They went out in the town the night before all these positive tests came in. I mean, I mean, they're adults. It's hard to they're they're living their lives. It's a hard thing to it's a hard thing to reconcile. Yeah, because that was one of the questions I asked 
yesterday as anybody asked how, how the Atlanta Braves doing. And the reason is the Marlins <laughs> yeah. played them in the summer camp games the week before, and evidently the Braves are fine. So that might match up with what you're saying. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what the deal is with Atlanta. Is Atlanta like like uh, the the, uh, the uh, nightlife capital of the eastern the East Coast? I mean, geez, <laughs> what what's I mean, the yeah, deal with it, Atlanta? Because Lou Williams went there, right? And then Lou yeah, Williams went Lou out Williams of the time. And he I just mean, loves those wings. He can't get I mean, enough of those wings. That's no offense. I've broadcast a lot of games in my career in Atlanta. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't okay. know what anybody's. It, it's okay. It's fine. It's a nice city. You know the whole deal. But I, I don't sit there and go. Well, let's look at the choices of steakhouses here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I hear you. I hear you. This, this, it doesn't come to mind. Uh, so, Penn State football. Obviously, they've continued to practice. Yeah, they've done what? Today's the fifth walkthrough. Basketball's been practicing as well. Yeah. Is that that the – are we at the point, Mike, where the goal is – I don't mean just here. I mean everywhere. The goal is to play a game. And then – Yeah, I think so. Then the next goal is to play a second game. Yeah. Yeah, it really has to be. It really has to be uh, a week-to-week thing. And when 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 I say I'm dubious about college football, I'm talking about a college football season where we right. where we have a full season and then playoff or you know whatever bowl games whatever. Um, right. I think there's going to be college football games. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how many. I don't know if it's if it will cohere into what we could accurately call a season. I, I don't know, but. I think there. I think there will be. I think there will be games, and and it's not going to be anything like what we're used to and what we kind of love. Uh, what we think of as college football, it's not going to be that. Uh, but I think at least early on, and like you put it, you know, let's play a game and then see what happens. I I think that'll be. I think that will probably happen. Mike, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for the great reporting, the great information. It's always fun talking with you. Anyway. I agree. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Be good. You too. Mike Gross, joining us from Lancaster. Or as they would say in California, Lancaster. <laughs> Lancaster. Uh, they just hired the new anchor at Channel at WJAL in Lancaster. And the first thing they had to tell them was, remember, it's Lancaster. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors Christmas in July for Hyundai's. Okay, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Shekelemi football would start along with Sealands Grove, Danville, Midwest, uh, Milton, everybody would start what, April, August 22nd? Does that sound right? Uh, August 28th. Oh, no, 22nd. Yeah, that is right. Yes, yes, that is correct. So you you correct me and then re-correct yourself to say <laughs> I was right. I don't know what is wrong with me today. I didn't even have that long of a day today. But well, you're correct. You did, 22nd would be week zero for high school football. You did run into you-know-who today. This is true. 
I'll throw anybody off. Uh, let's see. You talk about the number of NFL players who are opting out. Okay, there are some players opting out. Nate Solder of the Giants was the latest opt-out today, citing family health. Oh, perfect. So what, that's nine? You know there are 1,800 players. You could have 40 or 50 opt-out. Maybe more. But... Not exactly half. By the way, Lamar Jackson, every time you turn around, you feel like the Ravens are getting a little more stacked offensively, giving uh, Lamar Jackson every opportunity to succeed. Well, Lamar Jackson said, you know, it wouldn't be bad if we added Antonio Brown. Now, on the field, he'll give you everything he's got. The problem is off the field. He mentioned his locker room presence. I mean, you had to sit there and say, excuse me, you're in the back. You mean the same guy who used his phone to videotape Mike Tomlin after the playoff game with Kansas City and then posted it? Not what I want. Michael Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets has been spoken to by Denver Nuggets President of Basketball Operations Tim Conley. And, of course, you know uh, when we had Calvin Booth on the show two weeks ago, the great regard he has for Tim Conley. Michael Porter Jr. theorized the coronavirus pandemic is being used for population control. Uh, Evidently, they sat down with him. Uh, Mike Malone, who's the head coach... uh, of the Nuggets said obviously I'm not the thought police during a Zoom session with reporters I'm not going to tell any of our players what they can and can't say all I will say is just be sensitive to the current situation in our country and throughout the world in regards to coronavirus said Michael Porter and any other player in our roster they're entitled to their opinions and the ability to have free speech and I respect that as long as it doesn't become a distraction what Michael stated being around our players this morning at breakfast and practice has not become a distraction at all. Okay? So, Porter said on Snapchat, does anybody ever talk to CBS or NBC anymore? (laughs) Michael Porter said on Snapchat, personally, I think the coronavirus is being used for a bigger agenda. It's being used for population control in terms of being able to control the masses of people. I mean, because of the virus, the whole world is being controlled. You're required to wear a mask, and who knows what will happen when this vaccine comes out. You might have to have the vaccine in order to travel. Like, that would be crazy. Malone, by the way, said that he's not going to muzzle his players for expressing themselves. And he says, I know Tim Conley in our front office, meeting Calvin Booth, has also talked to Michael about his comments long before I realized what was said. So it's uh, been discussed with him. He understands the situation. Once again, we as an organization, I'm not going to put a muzzle on anybody.
So you're saying to me three weeks. Actually, it'd be August 21st, right? That'd be the Friday night, right? Uh, yeah, that that week. So three, three weeks, weeks from three weeks from Friday, the suit will be geared up and set to go. We hope. I mean, even the chief is anxious to hear Kevin speak that night. <laughs> Stop laughing, controller. <laughs> <laughs> 